Pawal Shoges, Professor of International Relations here at LSE, inaugural director of the Middle East Center, a prolific author. In one of your books, Obama and the Middle East, you're on the one hand saying, here's a guy who can change nothing because of the nature of American society, and yet you're saying at the end, we need to repose our trust in him. Is there a contradiction between you, the social scientist looking at structures, and you dazzled by the possibilities of a single leader? I think uh, myself and many other uh, public commentators, uh, we were fascinated by the personality of Barack Obama. We thought that Barack Obama would really bring about real change, real transformation. So I mean, we gave him a Nobel Prize because uh, he wasn't George Bush. Yes, and absolutely. And I think also uh, he really represented uh, quite a, 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 a new leadership in the United States, the way that he addressed the American people, the way he addressed the world. Uh, Barack Obama, more than any American president or any other probably politician in American history, understand the Middle East, the complexity of you, the Middle you East. You thought he did. He went to Cairo. He made a very clever speech. You thought, we all thought, here's a guy who's going to, let's face it, take on Israel. Nothing's happened. Uh, hardly anything has happened. I think Washington has changed Barack Obama more than he has changed Washington. I think the structure asserted itself. I think it's the American political system. I think the pressures, the American domestic political system, which is really broken. So in this particular sense, Barack Obama has allowed himself to be really hostage to the system. He was, he was, he was incapable of escape. I see the main thrust of what you say, saying that it was unavoidable. No, I, I, I don't say so. Barack Obama could have made a major change in American foreign policy in the greater Middle East, particularly the Arab-Israeli conflict. The Palestine-Israel conflict is the fundamental conflict in the region. Barack Obama knows exactly what needs to be done. No one is saying that Israel's security should be compromised. We're talking about security for Israel, security for the Palestinians. But the American meant he couldn't do it. Barack Obama did not want to invest political capital in pressuring Benjamin Netanyahu. Yeah, political was, capital in defeat. It was a conscious decision on uh, part of Barack Obama. He was your typical American politician. The reality is he and his party, he put his political career and the Democratic Party ahead of any kind of a international agenda. Is there a kind of pattern in your work? I'll read to you something you said about the Arab Spring a psychological and epistemological rupture that has shaken the authoritarian order to its very foundations. Now, what I see is chaos in Libya. I see the Mubarak crowd back in Egypt without Mubarak. I don't see this psychological and epistemological rupture at all. Do you think you were, if I may say so, sort of again giving in to a kind of romance which was getting the better of the intellect? Uh, not at all. Uh, a rupture has taken place. What you are seeing in the Middle East, in Syria, in Iraq, in Yemen, in Libya, in Egypt, is a product of this particular rupture. This is not democracy anymore, is it? No one is saying democracy. The Arab uprisings were not about democracy, were about justice, were about seizing the states back from uh, presidents for life, were about empowerment. Uh, remember, democracy is the last phase of open society, pluralism, separations of power, and what have you. What you are seeing in almost every single Arab theater is a product of this particular psychological and epistemological rupture. You cannot understand what has happened in the Arab world in the last four years without really comparing the Arab world to great historical moments. The French Revolution, the Russian revolutions. These are the 
aftershocks, the reverberations of this great, the great moment in history. The great moment isn't the one you focused on. The great moment is this extraordinary ISIS thing. Is that not the rupture, unanticipated by you and, as it were, we romantics who think that the world is moving in a sort of positive humanist uh, direction? I mean, ISIS, the rise of ISIS, is a product of the fragility of the state system, the broken politics of the Middle East. You have broken uh, institutions. Mm -hmm. And that's why people like Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi who is the leader of ISIS, has been able to manipulate mm -hmm. the sectarian tensions, the tribal tensions in Iraq and Syria, and blend, blend themselves within local poor Sunni communities. International relations, seems to me, is a highly political field, unavoidably so. It's not like law or economics where you can pretend it's not. Are you a political scholar? Are you within the fray or above the fray? Uh, look, uh, no one, myself included, uh, can suggest that we are objective agents in this particular, I mean, fierce debate unfolding in the international system, including the Middle East itself. No, I am not uh, above the fray. I have never said so, but I'll tell you what I am. I will do my best to surprise myself. I will do my best, basically, to try to be analytical and critical and rigorous in my analysis. But final point, I have eaten my words many times before, because you're talking about history unfolding before our eyes and imagine how difficult it is not to be blinded by the dust because there's a great deal of dust, particularly in my part of the world, the Middle East. Fawaz Shojas, thank you so much for submitting yourself to the Girti Grilling. Thank you for having me.